Welcome to the Apprentice to CEO podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping to take your business idea and growing it into something you can be proud of. As with any job or trade, we start as apprentices, but with hard work and vision, we can grow into CEOs. Each podcast will come with worksheets and other links to valuable resources, so don't forget to check the show notes. I'd also like to thank BCIT and BC Campus for the grant that is making this podcast possible. This podcast and all the worksheets attached carry a CC by Creative Commons license, so feel free to use as much as you need. Let's get started. In this episode, we'll be discussing the definition of entrepreneurship and how it might apply to you. Now, in anything to do with this day and age, we're definitely going to go to Google first off to see what our definition of entrepreneur is. An entrepreneur, a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. And that's it. That's all they've got. Now, you hopefully at this stage of your business career or education know that entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur is going to go a lot deeper than just one sentence. In Chapter 1 of the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Toolkit written by Lee A. Swanson, there's a quote, and I just want to read what the quote says here. It says, whilst there is no universally accepted definition of entrepreneurship, it is fair to say that it is multidimensional. It involves analyzing people and their actions together with the ways in which they interact in their environments, be these social, economic, or political, and the institutional, policy, and legal frameworks that help define and legitimize human activities. Blackburn, 2011, page 13. Now that gets a lot deeper into it. We've actually got a full paragraph that we can work with on that. So it is multidimensional. That's one thing that I really want to dig into on this episode is the fact that entrepreneurship, there's not a certain set of characteristics or points that you have to hit when you're an entrepreneur. In fact, there are some questions that you have to ask yourself regarding the definition of an entrepreneur or entrepreneurship. Some of the questions that we might want to ask ourselves or ask regarding entrepreneurship would be, does someone need to start a business from scratch to be called an entrepreneur? Can we call someone an entrepreneur if they bought an ongoing business from someone else or took over the operation of a family business from their parents? If someone starts a small business and never needs to hire employees, can they be called an entrepreneur? If someone buys a business but hires professional managers to run it so they don't have to be involved in the operations, are they an entrepreneur? Is someone an entrepreneur if they buy into a franchise so they can follow a well-established formula for running the operation? Is someone an entrepreneur because of what they do or because of how they think? Can someone be an entrepreneur without owning their own business? Can a person be an entrepreneur because of the nature of the work they do within a large corporation? And those are all so many, those are great questions that we need to ask. And for almost every single one of them, I would say, yes, definitely those qualities And those situations would tell you that they are dealing with an entrepreneur. One thing is you could have an entrepreneurial spirit, but still work for another company. Or you can be an entrepreneur in the sense that you don't have to actually run the business, but you can have the vision to run it and have the vision to have somebody else run it for you. Now, Swanson again identifies that there was a study done, Gardner in 1990, who identified 90 attributes that show up in the definition of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. And these are actually definitions provided by entrepreneurs and other experts in the field themselves. So a few of the attributes would be innovation. So does a person need to be innovative to be considered an entrepreneur? Can an activity be considered to be entrepreneurial if it's not innovative? The activities are involved in What activities does a person need to do to be considered an entrepreneur? 
Does there need to be the creation of a new business? Does someone need to start a new business to be considered an entrepreneur? Or can someone who buys a business, buy into a franchise, or takes over an existing family business be considered an entrepreneur? Is somebody that starts an innovative venture within a well-established organization? Can someone who works within an existing organization that they don't own be considered an entrepreneur if they start an innovative venture for that organization? Or the creation of a not-for-profit business. Can a venture be considered to be entrepreneurial if it's not-for-profit? Or should only for-profit businesses be considered entrepreneurial? These are all great questions, and it just shows how deep this whole idea of entrepreneurship can dig into. So what they did was they took those 90 attributes and they went back to the entrepreneurs and other experts and they tried to get them all grouped into themes to figure out exactly what the what makes entrepreneurs and what, what are these constant themes that kind of follow with entrepreneurs. So these entrepreneurial themes are, are as follows. I believe there was eight of them. Number one, the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur theme is the idea that entrepreneurship involves individuals with unique personality, characteristics, and abilities. Now, the thing with that one is almost 50% of the respondents rated these characteristics as not important to a definition of entrepreneurship. So it's not a personality trait, they would tell you, which I just find very interesting because oftentimes we think of an extroverted, super creative person as being an entrepreneur. And these people are saying that, no, that is not necessarily the case. Number two, innovation. The innovation theme is characterized as doing something new as an idea, product, service, market, or technology in a new and established organization. The innovation theme suggests that innovation is not limited to new ventures, but recognized as something which older and or larger organizations might undertake as well. Some experts Gardner question believed that it was important to include innovation in definitions of entrepreneurship, and others didn't think it was as important. So again, we're starting to see some of these ideas debunked in the sense that if you're innovative, that's great, but that's not the only thing that makes entrepreneurship. In fact, you don't have to have an innovative idea to be considered an entrepreneur. Number three, organization creation. The organization creation theme describes the behaviors involved in creating organizations. This theme described acquiring and integrating resource attributes and attributes that described creating organizations and the creation of a business that add value. Now, again, This one has been debunked in the sense that you don't always have to create something new. In fact, we can buy into an existing business. You can buy into a franchise and still be considered entrepreneurial. The fourth theme, creating value. This theme articulated the idea that entrepreneurship creates value. The attributes in this factor indicated that value creation might be represented by transforming a business, creating a new business, growing a business, creating wealth, or destroying the status quo. And that is one that I love and I think would be a theme that you would want to carry through into your own business. Your business needs to create value. And we'll talk about this in the next episode when we talk about finding out what your business's quote-unquote why is. Now, number five, profit or non-profit. Does entrepreneurship involve profit-making organizations only? And that's a hard no. Definitely not. If you've got an innovative idea, if you've got a creative idea, if you are using a business to further and create value, then that would be considered entrepreneurial. Whether or not it's profit or non-profit makes no difference. Theme number six is growth. Should a focus on growth be a characteristic of entrepreneurship? This is something we'll discuss in later episodes And if you are in my classes face-to-face, we talk about this a lot. There's a saying that talks about grow or die. And so what you need to do is be constantly moving on to growth because if you don't pursue growth, you're going to basically atrophy and then something will kind of take over 
and push you out of the way. And there is some truth to that in my experience, but at the same time, it should not be your number one concern growth. Definitely, it should be in your vision, it should be in your values, but it should not be the driving force behind what you're doing. Creating value, I think, should always take precedence over growth. Number seven, theme number seven, uniqueness. This theme suggested that entrepreneurship must involve uniqueness. Uniqueness was characterized by attributes such as a special way of thinking, a vision of accomplishment, ability to see situations in terms of unmet needs, and creates a unique combination. What would you say to those individuals, though, who are buying into existing businesses or buying franchises? Would we say that they are not entrepreneurial? And I would completely disagree with that. I would say that definitely uniqueness is a quality that would be great, but it is not necessary to be an entrepreneur. Theme number eight, the owner-manager. Some of the respondents questioned by Gardner didn't believe that small mom-and-pop types of businesses should be considered to be entrepreneurial. Some respondents felt that an important element of a definition of entrepreneurship was that a venture be owner-managed. Now, again, I would push back on that in the sense that why does the person who possibly starts the business have to manage the business? If they have the vision to get the business started or they see a problem then that they try to provide a solution for, why must they be considered to be the managers of it as well? So I'd push back on that in regards to what an entrepreneur is. As we continue to wrestle with this idea of entrepreneurship and entrepreneur, let's go to the sages of our time, pop culture quotes. Let's start out with one from Yoda. You must unlearn what you have learned. This holds true so much when we're talking about entrepreneurship and we're first starting to learn about business. We might have all these preconceived notions and understandings of what we think entrepreneurship and business is. And what we have to be prepared to do is to unlearn what we have learned because more often than not, those preconceived notions might not be true. So please, as you dig in and strive to look into your own definition of entrepreneurship, please be prepared and willing to unlearn and to push back on some of the ideas that you've had regarding what entrepreneurship is. Now let's go to one of the greatest shows ever written and ever put on TV, Breaking Bad. I did it for me. I liked it. was good at it and I was really I was alive Walter White nails it when he says I did it for me I liked it I was good at it and I was really I was alive At this point, when you decide to go into business for yourself as an entrepreneur, you need to know that you're going to like this because this job is going to be more of a lifestyle than just a job. You need to be invested in it 100%. And in order for that to happen and to get the best out of it, you need to do it for yourself. You need to like what you're doing. So really consider whether or not the venture that you're looking into is something that you're going to enjoy. Because if you're not going to enjoy it, it's going to become another job. And that's the thing. When we get into entrepreneurs, we start to build our own businesses. If you are not careful, you could end up working for the worst boss you've ever worked for, being yourself. So like Walter did, make sure that you do it for you. 
arguably probably the best rendition of the Joker ever is Heath Ledger's version of the Joker in The Dark Knight. And he's his quote, we'll just take a listen to right now. Introduce a little anarchy. Upset the established order and everything becomes chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. Oh, and you know the thing about chaos? It's bare. We need to be prepared to make things a little chaotic. When you start a business, nothing is going to ever work out exactly the way you plan it. It's going to feel like anarchy. And like he says here, the thing about chaos is it's fair. It's true. We all end up starting at the same point and we all are battling through the same issues. And every time it's going to be different. But if you are willing to think outside the box to upset the establishment, then you are going to be okay. But you need to be prepared for the fact that this is going to be chaotic. And let's end our pop culture with a great quote from the movie Despicable Me from Gru. Okay, just because everybody hates it doesn't mean it's not good. Just because everyone hates it doesn't mean it's not good. You're going to have an idea that you're going to share with people, and some people are going to think that that's a crazy idea. You listen to any of the great innovators, creative minds of our time, some of the greatest products that have ever been created, they've had people tell them that, no, there's not a way that's that's going to work, or don't do it, or you know, why don't you just take a nice, safe, stable job? Don't worry about this entrepreneurship thing. And just because everyone hates it doesn't mean it's not good. So consider that if you have a feeling in your gut that this is a business venture that you would like to pursue, then yes, you should definitely seek counsel from people. But if a few people are telling you not to do it, that doesn't mean you shouldn't. It just means that you need to investigate maybe a little further. So again, make sure that you are not being guided by others. If you have a feeling in your gut that this is a venture that you want to go into, then you have to do your due diligence to make sure that it is right for you. Now, as we begin to walk towards our conclusion here, there's one thing I want to mention is oftentimes you will hear people say that entrepreneurs are good at problem solving. And I would push back a little bit on that. And I I actually, no, I'm not going to push back on that. I agree. Entrepreneurs can be good problem solvers. What they're really good at is identifying problems. They're good problem finders. They're seeing issues that you didn't even know existed. And then from there, they're providing solutions to those problems. So if you find that you're looking around and you see things that you think could be done better, that means that you're a problem finder. And then from there, you can be creative and you can be innovative and you can take those problems and find solutions for them. And then from that, you can make money or not make money, depending on whether you're a profit or nonprofit, but you can provide value to others. And that leads us into next episode's topic when we start talking about what is the why of your business and how we can use that why as your superpower when it comes to your entrepreneurial venture. Now, that's all I have for this episode. Next episode, we're going to be really digging into the why. So as always, make sure you check out those show notes and you dig into the resources that are provided. They're put there for a reason. They're definitely offer a lot of value and can actually offer you a lot of guidance when you're moving on. So if there's ever a video that's provided or a book provided or quotes or 
anything like that that are provided in the show notes. They're not just there to look good. They actually are there to provide value. We'll see you in the next episode.